Welcome to Filled with Messages. I'm Ruth Farrell, and amongst other things, I'm the lead pastor of St. Peter United Church of Christ in Lake Zurich, Illinois. I'm glad you've joined me today. What are your feelings about squirrels? Are they rodents or cute woodland creatures? Perhaps a bit of both? Last week, I was taking great delight at the antics of a squirrel gathering up acorns, dashing down the sidewalk, scampering up a tree, and depositing his or hers or their prized possessions where no one else could find them. I know the squirrel wasn't trying to be cute and funny, but I certainly found it entertaining. Animals feature prominently throughout throughout the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. While they aren't described as cute or even as pets, generally speaking, ordinary ancient Near Eastern people didn't keep animals as pets, animals are seen as examples for God's people. Sometimes they share God's wisdom with us. Sometimes they are our helpers and companions along the way. What might God be saying to us through our fellow beloved creatures of God today? Hear these words from Psalm 104. Let my whole being bless the Lord. You put gushing springs into dry riverbeds. They flow between the mountains, providing water for every wild animal. The wild donkeys quench their thirst. Overhead, the birds of the sky make their home, chirping loudly in the trees. From your lofty house, you water the mountains. The earth is filled full by the fruit of what you've done. You make grass grow for cattle. You make plants for human farming in order to get food from the ground and wine, which cheers people's hearts, along with oil, which makes their faces shine, and bread, which sustains the human heart. The Lord's trees are well watered. The cedars of Lebanon, which God planted, where the birds make their nests, where the stork has a home in the cypresses. The high mountains belong to the mountain goats. The ridges are the refuge of badgers. God made the moon for the seasons and the sun too, which knows when to set. You bring on the darkness and it is night, when every forest animal prowls. The young lions roar for their prey, seeking their food from God. When the sun rises, they gather together and lie down in their dens. Then people go off to their work and do their work until evening. Lord, you have done so many things. You made them all so wisely. The earth is full of your creations. And then there's the sea, wide and deep, with its countless creatures, living things, both small and large. There go the ships on it, the big whales which you have made play in it. All your creatures wait on you to give them their food on time. When you give it to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are filled completely full. Will you pray with me? Holy Spirit, open our hearts, our minds, our bodies to the wisdom you have to share with us today. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts, may they be acceptable in your eyes, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I was recently sitting through a terribly boring and very long Zoom and decided to challenge myself to make a list. I gave myself two minutes to think of all the Bible stories or passages that had something to do with animals. Here's what I came up with. The creation story, Noah's Ark, the ram in the thicket, Balaam's donkey, Jonah in the belly of the whale, Daniel in the lion's den, the wolf lying down with the lamb, the sheep in the fields outside Bethlehem on the night of Jesus' birth, the parable of the lost sheep taking care of the sparrows, the lamb on the throne. If I'd given myself some more time, I'm sure I could have thought of additional stories because the Bible is filled with stories featuring animals. Maybe some others come to your mind. One of the themes as you read Bible passages about animals is God's continual care for them. Whether the animal is a tiny little sparrow or a huge whale, God is mindful of each creature and tends their needs. 
Jesus spoke of God's concern even for the little tiny birds that barely have any monetary value. He said, aren't two sparrows sold for a small coin? But not one of them will fall to the ground without your father knowing about it already. God knows when any sparrow falls to the ground. In other words, when a sparrow dies. No, Jesus is not likely thinking of a particular species of bird. Sparrow is almost certainly a generic term for any small common bird that lived in ancient Israel and Palestine in the first century. Perhaps this makes Jesus' statement even more amazing. God not only knows when a sparrow falls to the ground, God knows when any small common bird dies. In teaching that God cares about ordinary birds, Jesus was making an incredible theological statement. God, the creator of all that is, seen and unseen, is not some far-off, distant, aloof, out-of-touch deity. God is in the thick of the details of this planet. God cares about every creature God has made, even the tiny little birds. There is even an implication that God grieves when one of God's beloved creatures dies, even when one of God's least magnificent creatures dies. Sparrows and the other birds that fall into this category are not birds with gorgeous plumage or incredible power. They are insignificant and common and so ordinary that we humans mostly ignore them. God doesn't only care about the powerful or the pretty things God has made. God cares about every living creature God has made. God takes an interest in even the creatures that seem more insignificant in this world. God is invested in the well-being of all the creatures God has made, not just the ones that make the news or our Instagram feeds. You may remember that Jesus' teaching on God's care for the sparrows has a second part. He continued, Even the hairs on your head are all counted. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. In other words, if God is so attuned to the sparrows, then God is more than attuned to you. For you are worth more than many sparrows. God notices even the tiny little details of your life, even the things that may have little effect on you, like the number of hairs on your head. Sometimes Jesus' words, don't be afraid, are taken as a bit of a lecture, a bit of a wagging of the finger, a bit of chiding. But I don't think that's the tone with which Jesus actually said these words originally. I think they're more likely the words of a loving older brother reminding us that we're going to be okay. I think it's a gentle nudge. It's normal for humans to be afraid. At times, it's really important for us to be afraid, like when a lion is chasing after us. Panic attacks are so normal, the American Psychological Association doesn't pathologize them. In other words, psychological experts refuse to treat panic attacks as abnormal or unhealthy. Jesus knows that fear is normal, and at times even a good part of the human condition. So Jesus can't be scolding us for being afraid. Jesus is simply reminding us that we are safe in God's care. But are we? Does God really care when a sparrow dies? Does God really know the number of hairs on our heads? Seems a little ridiculous that God would do so. And also, all of us still experience at least a modicum of problems in life. And so it might just seem plain old untrue. Does God really care? Or was that just a little pithy phrase Jesus used to hook his audience? It's an important question for all of us to explore. Like a kaleidoscope, it needs to be turned over and over and over again in our hearts and minds and bodies because it is one of life's most profound and important questions. 
But for today, let me share with you a thought to sit with in the days ahead. It's not a perfect or complete answer to this question by any means, but it's something to chew on. Let's go back to the squirrel who was amusing me so much. My squirrel friend doesn't just sit around their burrow or tree waiting for God to plop some acorns down at their feet. By the way, I looked it up. Just like you and me, squirrels have five toes on their feet and their feet not paws. And for some reason, that thought really creeps me out. Hmm. The squirrel has an innate instinct that propels them in the autumn to scamper around gathering the food they need for winter. God created squirrels to do this. If the squirrel ignored their God-given drive to gather up acorns in September, then the squirrel will be hungry this winter. This line of thinking devolves a bit logically if you take it much farther than this, but hopefully you get the idea. God takes care of the squirrels and has concern for them, but it's not God's job to do their work for them. God and God's creation are in partnership with each other, and each has responsibilities they need to fulfill. One of God's responsibilities is knowing what's happening with us and with all of God's creatures. We have different responsibilities we have to fulfill. This is not to say that we have to do it all by ourselves. That is not the way you or any of us were created by God. The squirrel still relies on God to grow the trees which produce the acorns, and most squirrels live in community with other squirrels. If you find yourself thinking or feeling like you have to do it all by yourself, please reach out to a friend or loved one or therapist or pastor who can help you with that. It is too heavy a burden to bear, and it is not one you were meant to carry, beloved creature of God. All this is also not to say that at times it doesn't feel like God cares. There are days when it feels like God cannot be bothered with us. There are seasons when it feels like God is turned away from us. There are decades when it feels that if God cares, God has an interesting way of showing it. God loves you. At any second, God knows the number of hairs on your head. God takes care of you. All of these things are true when it feels like it and when it doesn't. And at the same time, we have responsibilities and commitments we need to fulfill. One of those is taking care of this planet for all of God's creatures and not just using it for our own purposes. What are the creation care responsibilities you need to turn towards right now? Where might the sparrows and squirrels be calling you to be God's partner in taking care of this planet that all of us, including those sparrows and squirrels, call home? As you go about your day, my friends, may your eyes be open to God's creatures around you. May you listen for their wisdom, and may you think and explore ways that you can care for them. Take good care, my friends. Grace and peace to you.